hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Hey everyone, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to let you know that there is a content warning for suicidal ideation. I also wanted to let you know that we too talk about COVID deaths in this episode, and also there is some swearing. Uh, Also, everything in this episode is Andrew's experience of what he experienced in his time with paparazzi, Um, and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ready as I'll ever be. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. My name is Danielle Bolster. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm so excited um, for my guest today, Andrew Thompson. He is a super big leader in the crack. That <laughs> you didn't like the word super big. <laughs> he is Whoa. really great at um, helping with the crack the crown. Um, movement and paparazzi and i'm so excited to hear his story um so yeah do you want to tell us about how you got started with paparazzi well first of all i love that name from huns to humans that is so (laughs) clever (laughs) it's like from a hun bot back to a human (laughs) actually um the person that helped me come up with the name suggested hun bots to humans and then but I was like, but at, like some of us aren't hun bots. Some of us are just like straight up huns. And then you know, <laughs> more, you know, from hun bot to mega hun, like, you know, just a regular hun catches everyone. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Um, so let's see where it's weird to start because I have to, I hate to talk about my ex ever. So I don't like, but I almost have to, to tell the story so um in or about april 2018 i'm a registered respiratory therapist and so i was doing travel contracts um in tampa and tallahassee um you know some down and farther down in south florida from where we are and my ex one of our friends um who i won't mention her name um, because for one, I'm not friends with her anymore because there was a great divide, um, when we split. So, um, anyway, she was selling this jewelry and was going live, you know, on Facebook and had some cute little urban things. And, you know, he was like, oh, look, these are cute. I'm going to, I'm going to support her and buy some of these. And so that kind of started. And before you know it, she's introducing us to the possibilities of the compensation plan. 
and how you and it's the perfect time to join because when we join paparazzi is now over 400,000 consultants pushing five I think as far as how many total that have ever signed up and we were consultant 170156 so we were 170,000 in which in the terms of an MLM is actually pretty early um and then others who are now iconic impressionista like Erica Cole, I don't mind saying her name because, you know, she's, it's just a fact. She's an iconic impressionista, the top rank in the entire company. Um, she got in when the numbers were in the 40,000s. And so other people, and, you know, Alyssa Leva, a lot of them got in it that are now the top, top, <clears throat> got in about, you know, three times earlier than we even did. Our team's now a jet setter team, which is, you know, way up there. It goes Jet Setter, Lux Jet Setter, Impressionista, Iconic, and that's as high as you can go. So um, we were told about what a good opportunity it would be, you know, and I saw it kind of for what it was at the time, like, oh, I, well, we'd never made any money with, like, what's that skincare one, Roden and Fields? We had done that. Um, we had done... I feel like there was another one or two that I quickly realized, okay, this is oversaturated as hell. Nobody's going to buy this, you know, and I, and I just quit doing it. I just kept my rodent in fields and used it. And that was about it. Cause I mean, it was, and it was so expensive. Nobody can do anything. So I thought, Oh, a $5 product. Okay. So that's a good price point that'll move it. But the main thing that caught my attention was what, where we were in number of consultants. We were, you know, right there at, at the cusp of we could still build a big team off of this, this would be a good earning. But I didn't know at the time, all the things we know now. And I want to make that clear, because it, I don't want it to sound like I'm just an advantageous asshole, who is trying to go, Oh, I can go make money off everybody else. Like we knew we'd make money off everybody. But we didn't know when we joined and until we were brainwashed ourselves, that we were making it off the losses of others, we didn't realize that they could that they would not be able to sell all of this like we because we just joined and suddenly had hundreds of viewers is basically how it seemed to us like because we at the time were like the first gay men like I'm sure there had been others but we were like the first gay men who came in that were young fun you know people wanted to watch in that company that I think anybody really knew of and we shot through the ranks so quickly so everybody knew us and I just thought everybody probably was going to have the same experience when we started I was like and we'd share our team's videos and they would get their viewers up but never quite to where we did you know maybe like a fifth or something just because we shared and we thought oh this is good so everybody get in now we can all make money and we would try to train them how to sell I would particularly anyway not just buy like, because I felt like that was always a concern of mine. Like, we want you to buy because we make money when you do, but I don't want you to buy it and just sit on it. So I would try to explain them, you know, different ways to sell, how to improve their algorithm on Facebook, you know, whatever you could do. Well, we, so we didn't know, but we saw it for, you know, we can make money. It's the right time is what I'm trying to say. And I don't want to ramble too much. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So like, I think that you're saying something that we really haven't talked about on this podcast, which is like, at some point you're like, yeah, I can make money by getting more people to join my team. And like, that's how I make money. But like, you don't think of it as like, I'm draining someone else's bank account. You're like, mm -hmm. we're all going to get, we're all going to get rich. Like you think there's a seat for everyone at the table when there isn't. 
And realistically, a pyramid shaped like it is for a reason. There's not a room for a lot at the top. And so we knew it was a good time to get in. But like at the same time, I had no idea how deep so many of these aspects run. The brainwashing and gaslighting. Like I told you before we started recording how susceptible I it's and it's not a lack of intelligence thing like I what I was trying to say earlier I'm not trying to toot my own horn like oh I'm so smart but I am very intelligent and I even you know it's if you're trying to see the good in people or a company or people within a company you think oh well oh maybe I'm just thinking of it wrong maybe you know but we didn't know like I didn't know when I got in we were going to get trained from the founders of the company to bye 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 to to create challenges and tell someone i'm gonna give away a 60 inch flat screen tv today to and whoever orders 200 pv meaning 100 pieces of jewelry is going to go into a drawing and i'll pick somebody you know doing things like that just to get people to buy more than they would have bought normally what on earth i have not even heard of that girl that's a huge thing there's a new challenge every month or every week for from these uplines and i was one of them doing it saying hey everybody with 100 pv today will go into a drawing and i just assume you know we just assumed you know kind of oh well they're selling it we've got trainings blah 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 but i'm hearing now like i had a girl contact me yesterday that was on my former downline and she has been watching the crack the crown and she's left because she said it's not just crack the crown she said i realized y'all are right i'm up she said i have thousands and thousands of pieces of jewelry sitting around my house that i can't sell and i'm in a mountain of debt she was like and it's not getting better and they told me oh just hold on just keep going get more inventory keep your inventory fresh blah 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 and it'll eventually turn around you'll eventually grow a team blah 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 and the fact is if you haven't done it in three years you're not going to do it and if you are doing it when you realize that there are thousands of people below you that have got brainwashed like this and they're in debt now, how can you really be okay with that? Like, yeah. oh, because they have free choice. They have free will. I hear this all the time. I heard this about the convention. It's their choice, but you don't understand. A lot of people don't understand. It doesn't feel like a choice. It feels like you're a part of, this community and everybody's doing it and your business might not prosper if you don't do it if you don't go to convention if you don't get the newest pieces if you don't build a team you know and the fact is which i also didn't realize at the time you're there's no way to make any actual real money that you can do anything with that you can live and sustain a life off of in this company without having a team well there's yeah because you get how much commission do you make per sale 50 percent? it's 45 the jewelry costs you two seventy five, but the company then automatically charges you applicable taxes to your zip code. Um, like we live here, we're at seven percent, so they would charge us seven percent of the retail price, five dollars, and they're supposedly turning that into the um, municipalities of government, whoever's supposed to get that money for us. So we and when we charge the sales tax, we're just recouping what they've already paid for us, and that seems kind of. I don't even know that that seems fishy to me in itself. So you're collecting our sales tax and supposedly turning it in before we've ever sold anything. What if we never sell it? So we've just paid sales tax on five. This is some big cover in their ass thing. Like, I don't know. That sounds fishy to me. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I am no, uh, I barely know how to do math <laughs> so, <laughs> um, well, without a calculator. I'm a calculator kid. 
Um, but like, yeah, that just doesn't sound right or legal. And also yeah. like, you're still getting, um, you're still getting your, what is it? A 1099 slip, right? At the end of you the year it. to do your taxes. So. Well, like, you get 1099 if you get paid 600 or more in right. commission. Commission is almost solely off of a team because you get commission if somebody goes on your website and orders directly from the company, from your replicated website. But I'm telling you, that's probably, there's probably 0.01% of orders that ever go through that. Like, you know that's what I mean? Insane that you guys are still being trained to inventory load like that when you have the website. That's insane. That's, see, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, Originally, my husband and I, our plan was to take Royal Emporium, our, the business you see behind me here, and this is just one warehouse room in our home. Um, we were planning on taking it MLM because I thought, oh, it's so great. Paparazzi will be, uh, we'll do all the things paparazzi did, but do them right. We won't be canceling people left and right for all these bullshit reasons. You know, we won't be encouraging inventory loading. Like I, I thought if we can set it up in a way where the the consultants can't pressure you to buy where you only the top only the you know the upline only gets paid when the cut when the one below them actually sells not when they buy that that would be um quite more fair and sustainable like i don't see a problem with that like if it's not where because it does them no good to encourage them to buy 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 because they're only getting paid on sales if you could set up something like that like that's what i was trying to think of but since becoming involved in this movement and have and seeing so much, it's like I don't even know that we can go that route anymore. Like, it just seems like the whole model is a big freaking. What it is is a way to try to get around pyramid scheme laws by having a product. That's right. all it is. Right. Exactly. You're much better off looking into franchising. Mm-hmm. But um. So yeah, you you were asking about forty five percent. You yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so how is somebody supposed to live off of that? You would have to, I, I don't even know. How much okay. jewelry would you have to sell to it's, actually it's, make a livable late week? That's my, that's my point. So if you are making $2 and a quarter, and that's for a best case scenario, like they buy it from you in person, give you a $5 bill and take the piece of jewelry, you've made $2 and a quarter. And that's, did you charge them sales tax to recoup your sales tax? Because if not, that 35 cents comes off that $2 and a quarter. Because a lot of people go, oh, tax free, or they just don't bother with it. There's 35 cents off that $2.25. So now you're down to what, a dollar something, $1.90 something. Then you've got to think of it. The majority of people have been trained to do this on Facebook Live. We've ran a, like a business for Royal Emporium started March 2020. And I've done this since September, uh, since May of 2018, before that, just home-based business. So then they've got to think, how much did all these mailers cost you that you're shipping? How much did the shipping label cost you? Are you using a discounted shipping software like Pirate Ship or um, GoShipo or anything like that? Or are you taking it to the post office and paying full retail? Like Even with discounts, by the time you've whittled away that you put it in a mailer that costs you 50 cents, like those mailers, the bubble mailers, they're usually like 50 cents a piece. So you put, even from Amazon or wherever, you put that, take that 50 cents off. Now we're down to just over a dollar. You know, the labels, like, so you're making next to nothing. And the point is you can make no sustainable amount. You're not going to pay your freaking phone bill off of that, let alone a car payment or a house payment. And when we were doing it, what? 
And there you go, what husband just said. When you do, it's only usually because other consultants are buying it. Because when at the height of my paparazzi time, we would have four and 500 viewers on most shows. That's constantly a lot. watching. That's a lot of people actively watching your live video. We would sell, um, and I still have the records of this, like $80,000, $85,000 in a single month of $5 jewelry. Just, just try to compete, compute that in your head. That For me, that's kind of like, holy shit. We were moving a lot, a lot of jewelry. But the entire room you see behind you, and you can't even see it all from this video, was floor to ceiling in little cubby holes stacked that are like this big. And every cubby hole was packed to the brim with jewelry. So, so for people that can't see you, essentially the size of a shoebox, like all the cubbies were about the size of a shoebox. Yes. And there were about 1,500 in this room. And they were all full, or maybe 2,000. God, they were floor to ceiling. And then in the middle, too, where this table is back here. And wow. so even selling that much, after paying our bills until we got up into well beyond the elite rank, like when we got up into A-lister and beyond, before that, even selling that much jewelry, after we paid our bills and paid off the American Express, we bought it on, we didn't ever, we were cash poor even then. And every, and the thing that people need to understand, they're all looking at you wanting to be you and you're encouraging them to, oh, you can do it too one day, just and knowing all along, you're just holding on, hoping that you can reach Maven A-lister or debt setter, and then you'll finally be okay. Because at, at Fashionista, which is like a $7,000 a month paycheck, seven to 10, we still had like almost no money after paying off the bills and the credit cards from ordering all the jewelry. It's like we were just waiting because we knew until we get a team big enough to have a fat commission check, this is not sustainable. We can't do this forever. I mean, we're barely breaking even. And when my ex left, he took $180,000 worth of jewelry out of this house. Retail value, 88000 wholesale. We still were, that's my point. We still had that much, even selling as much as we were. And also, I just can't help but think of how much time that was to take to do the live sales, to package everything, to print the labels and do all this stuff. That takes so much time for the amount that you're being paid. Like when did, uh, like really I'm reflecting on our conversation offline, like when do you sleep? I hardly ever did. I was in this, I was the one that did all of that. Like the ordering, the putting it in the system because we had a mobile app, which originally though, now we didn't. We invoiced, we put everything in little bins and you know, by the end of the week, we had to invoice over 500 bins. And so that took all of Wednesday night for like seven hours. Me and our assistant would do it. And then when we switched to comment sold and had a mobile app and all of that, like I would order it, load it all in the system, do all the shipping. And we had Nancy to help with the shipping thing at the time. Like, um, cause I couldn't have done it all myself. I'd be up in here till like one, two in the morning working sometimes because, and that caused fights with, uh, us as well with my ex, not my husband. Um, because you know, you're working too much. I'm like, you don't understand we wanted to do this and it takes this much work. Like it, we can't leave all these orders just sitting in here and not going out. Like I'm having to deal with all these messages from people. Hey, is my order shipped? Has my order, you know, somebody's got to deal with it. And the point is it ends up, it's not worth the amount of money you're making for all the headache. And for most people, the truth is they weren't making any. 
And what Will was trying to say is the reason we had four or 500 people on our lives and all these people buying, they are consultants. They're watching you because they want to be like you. And while they're here, they're like, oh, he managed to get all those hot pieces that sold out in the back office because that's something paparazzi does every day. They'll make sure that things sell out and people have this FOMO. Oh my God, oh, I got to get it. I got to get it. And then when they don't get it, they think their customers won't still shop with them because they don't have the hottest new piece. So they go and buy it for full price because the policies and procedures preclude you from selling wholesale to another consultant. So if they want to buy from you, they have to pay, pay full price or you'll get canceled. So they're coming on here. And I, when we first started, I'm like, why are these people buying sold 110 times five? Why are they buying times 10? Why are they buying so many of these? Like, I'm like, it didn't make sense to me why so many people were buying so many of one single item. And then it, I, I looked at their profiles and I realized they were consultants. And I'm like, are you buying this to sell it again for the same amount of money you paid for it? Like, what? It made no sense to me whatsoever. And in their heads, they thought that I'm going to have that piece. So I'll use that hot new piece to draw my customers in and then I'll pedal off some of the ones I couldn't sell on them. You know, that's what they were, they were thinking, but it's like, but they would buy like 10 of that hot piece and they're making zero money. In fact, they're negatively making money. Like they're losing money. Yeah. When you take into account shipping and taxes and all this you're paying on it, it's like, girl, no. Yikes. But that's the way the company sets this shit up. They want you to... <clears throat> that's I feel like that's the culture they set from the very beginning from the top is having that FOMO so that it will all sell out because remember this is a pyramid scheme and they're using a product to make themselves appear not to be so they're going to have that FOMO it's going to sell out and they're going to then the consultants are going to go and buy it from each other more than 70 percent of this does not end up in the hands of end users which is another pyramid scheming thing you know like the product the majority is supposed to end up in end users hands for it to not be a pyramid scheme and it doesn't it doesn't <sighs> it's just yeah. no i I remember like when I started doing Arbon, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this different because it was like my third MLM. So I was like, I'm going to do this different because I don't want to be a pyramid scheme. I was like, I myself cannot be a pyramid scheme. So I was like, I'm not going to recruit. I'm just going to sell a product. If somebody wants to join my team, they can approach me. I'm not going to like ask people. Yeah, th that went really well. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. And it, it's a whole thing. It's a culture. I'm like, I feel like I'm so, see, I'm very ADHD like you, like we talked about where you're like, raise your hand and I'll find myself rabbit trailing off on something. I'm so sorry about that. It's so hard to have a conversation when your brain operates like ours do. It's tough, um, it's tough but it's okay. It makes it fun. <laughs> so anyways, let me get back to, let's see the story where, um, so I'm a respiratory therapist. I'm on travel contracts. He's talking about buying jewelry um, from her and how he likes these cute little urban pieces and whatever. And I'm like, okay. And I start seeing more and more of it coming out the bank account to Terry Cook. I'm like, golly, that's like 30 pieces. I'm over here, you know, intubating somebody. And I'm like, what is all this paparazzi about Terry coming out? He's like, I bought some more jewelry. And I'm like, you might as well just sign up to be whatever she's doing if you can. So you're not, so you can get it cheaper if you're going to yeah, keep on doing it. So yeah and so um he signed us up for it and i'm still working you know this is may 2018 um but he only has like 300 friends on facebook 
because he doesn't know anybody. Like when we first got together, okay, I'm actually I'm going to omit some of that because I I don't want to divulge too much po details that are personal or I'm going to try to still be respectful. Yeah, even though I haven't been shown the same. Um, but anyway, there wasn't a lot on, going on. I'd been on Facebook for like ten years at the time or nine how, at the time, and um, had like close to 5,000 people I'd actually met. Cause back before, you know, business, I didn't have people that I didn't know in real life or I hadn't met like that kind of thing. I was very locked down. My profile was very private, which if you look at it now, it's very public. Yeah. Um, and so we used my contacts to start sharing my life, my Facebook to start sharing out the videos when he would go live and he would just be doing it at first and then it would grow. And I would be in there and I'd just be helping whenever I was home, you know, I would be helping, but I was financing all this jewelry that's being bought and using our, my contacts to grow it and grow po the possibility of a team. You know, if y'all want to do what we're doing, come on. If you look at them, the, our biggest legs are the first one is a girl I knew from a karaoke contest in 2013. I met in Vegas. She's the head of our first biggest leg. And then the second one of our second biggest leg actually is a one direct connect to me and she is now gone our third biggest leg is my first cousin and then oh you know what i mean by legs teams yeah, you know yeah. all that and then the fourth one is his mom which is the one he can actually claim but the, the other 75 percent of the team all spawned off of me right and so we start growing growing more and by September 2018 it had gotten to where we were doing enough sales between sales and commission that it was like this is taking more this is making more like I felt like well I could do better for us by staying home and just you know helping grow this because this is going to produce more money than I'm even making and uh, and it's taking more work because I was you know handling all the shipping things when I would be home and I'm like I could just stay home and do this all the time and I'm like what do you think because he was teaching dance at Fred Astaire or whatever at the time like 20 hours a week making you know 12 bucks an hour or whatever and so we decided to do it full time and go all in and this was September 2018 and by this point we'd already hit the first elite rank of executive producer or no we hit it in October I think the fall how so we started do you know how many ranks total there are um yeah there are you can count them up let me I'll count them on my fingers here <laughs> um there is just star consultant that just means you're an active consultant when you start then there's premier then there's director when that's when you have three people signed up under you you're officially building a team like from there you have three people your director when your overall volume hits like 3,000 which is like 1,500 pieces equally distributed between those legs you become um I said consultant star consultant director, premier director, executive director. After executive director is producer, premier producer, executive producer, which is the first elite rank. That means you have to have pulled 40,000 overall volume or 20,000 pieces that you can only pull a third of that requirement from each leg. But if, if it's balanced like that and you hit 40,000 OV in the month from your team, then you're elite. They say that's the top 0.1% of the company. What a lot of people don't know. That's at, at the first elite rank is like the, the top 2% or 7%, something when you hit elite, because that's not really a big check. It's like 3,000, you know, it's not huge, three or four. Um, after executive producer, you hit fashionista, then A-lister, 
then Maven A-lister, then Jet Setter, Lux Jet Setter, Impressionista, Iconic Impressionista. How many is that? Like 12, 14? The only top 0.01% are going to be your Lux Jet Setters, Impressionistas, and Iconic. That's the only one that's truly 0.01. That's the top of the pyramid. Wow. Okay. Now I totally forgot where we were in your story. Yeah, we were going, we were, <clears throat> so started in May. We started recruiting off of um, my contacts and going live, selling the jewelry. We're elite by April, by October, so like not a lot of time there, like very fast. And um, so September 2018, I came home from my last travel contract and just went full fledged into it. And we grew and grew and grew. A lister. Then around the time we're splitting, we hit Maven A lister. Um, and January somewhere like that and so we split he's I don't I'm see this is why I was always kind of nervous about when do I when do I do this with you because I'm like going how much of this can I say let's just say it got messy between us very messy and and there'll be a time I'll come on here and tell you a lot more if you want to know about yeah, come back about all of that um but i don't want to say too much because there are legal proceedings at hand right now that can't be discussed publicly but let's just say it got real messy um there was a bunch of underhanded stuff uh things that happened and i did not commit them so i'm just going to put it that way and um we uh I've, let's see i met my husband now in april of 2020 and i just started royal emporium in march and we've we just kind of fell in love super quick and uh did it together now we've been doing it together for a long what is it it's now january 2022 we've i've been doing it with him longer than i ever did it by myself and i'm happy and grand but um i've had a very let's just say i've had a very sour spot in my mouth for comp for the company ever since all the things that i'm not going to talk about yet yeah. and um i i honestly wasn't educated on and didn't realize until um, I, I saw really what started my whole interest uh, in being a part of cracking the crown and even uncovering anti-MLM stuff was when I saw my friend Jerry get canceled a long time ago, not a long time ago, but you know, whenever she got canceled last year sometime, I couldn't believe it because me and her, I would always kind of feel like I, she was the one I was always competing against because she was the top selling person in the entire company. So I'm always like, okay, I got to get, I've got to get closer to her. I'm going to not closer to her. Like I was already friends with her, but I mean, I want my sales to be closer to hers. I'm going to, she was the goal I was reaching for, you know, cause she was, the, she's a badass. like with sales, she, nobody could touch her. And so I couldn't believe they canceled her from paparazzi she was literally the poster child they created new sales you know life of the party is not team building it's based on jewelry buying really it's not anything to do with sales it's to do with how much you buy and they had created a new two new ranks for her and one that only she held empire diamond i mean yeah, unbelievable and then they fired her because she had the audacity to be in a, in another company called bellamy and it doesn't say you can't be in there but what they it doesn't say you can't be in another mlm company in their policies and procedures it says you can't cross recruit well she wasn't trying to cross recruit she used bellamy and loved it because it made her skin you know look and feel good well 
but see, it doesn't matter to paparazzi because I've seen one of these emails. They'll say, oh, there are people who are paparazzi consultants following your Bellamy page. So you have the potential to cross recruits. Therefore, we're canceling you. And I'm like, that, that's the kind of emails I've seen from many people. I don't know what hers said specifically. All I know is they canceled her. And that was a ballsy, stupid mistake. Because if you've ever met Jerry, she's quite feisty and has quite a social media following. And she will let everybody know exactly how she feels about this. And so when I heard her coming out so vocal, I was like, girl, that is fucked up. I cannot believe they would fire you of all people. And for something so dumb, it's not like you just told them to kiss your ass. They fired their number one buyer out of the whole company because of something so trivial. Well, then I just, I'd known Tracy kind of just from meeting her a little here and there um, in the company. And she had been fired or actually she kind of let herself stay canceled. Did you hear about that whole debacle? You know, she had taken up for a handicapped man on a cruise because they weren't going to let him get off the boat. Um, they said you can't bring a wheelchair or something. It was something like that. I, did, I remember I saw that on TikTok or something somewhere. Yeah. I didn't realize that was Tracy. Yeah, she's defending him, saying, hey, this is the America's Americans with Disability Act. You can't just tell a handicapped person, sorry, you can't come on the boat because it's too inconvenient for all of us to bring you. And the company had came down on her about how she wasn't keeping a positive, uplifting attitude at a paparazzi event. And she could apologize and do this, 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 and she could get her account reinstated, but she was suspended. And she was like, fuck y'all, because she's like, you're going to fire me because I'm taking up for a disabled person. Like, screw you. And she, so she could have been back in the company. You know, she had a necklace named after her, like Jerry and everything. She could have gotten back, but she didn't want to because she didn't believe in what they stand for. And so all of this is happening at one time. Like there's so much more. I could do a freaking two day podcast about my whole story, but just how I got to where we are right now with the movement against paparazzi and MLMs is, you know, all of this coming together like this. Yeah. So I'm seeing Jerry getting fired. Then I rediscover, I see Tracy and Caroline doing a video about the convention and we almost went to convention, me and my husband, not to the convention, but to Vegas at the same time. Because, see, I have a lot of friends that are in paparazzi. I have a lot of family, actually. My cousin's an elite with paparazzi. I thought, I'm going to go to Vegas because my husband's never been. And we'll go at the same time and get to see Whitney. And we'll get to see, you know, friends of ours that'll be there, you know. But we'll just go see Vegas and we'll just meet up with them whenever they're not busy. <clears throat> that kind of thing. Well, we ended up not going. Because there was a, we had heard about Delta, the Delta variant starting to go crazy and all that. And at the same time, we had lost our baby of 12 years. My dog, Bitty Bitty, bless his heart, my little party Yorkie, he got bit by a snake right before convention. Him and my other Yorkie, um, Bentley, they both had got bitten by water moccasins in our backyard. And Bentley survived, but Bitty did not. And on the heels of that, Delta happened. All that, I was like, I just am not going through this. You know, I'm like, it sounds unsafe already. And I've been going, like, we, me and my husband have been going through so much. Like, I had that dog for 12 years. Yeah. And I could not do anything. Like, I just wanted to lay on the couch and just mope. And he was having to hold it together for me. And he hadn't even got to grieve yet. And so we didn't go. And then... um when we hear it's not only Delta, there was like this other, not Omicron, but there was a, another one. 
another variant going on. There was so much COVID shit going on. It shouldn't have even happened. And so Tracy and them start uh, going live talking about the convention because they're like, all these people we start seeing are coming back from convention getting sick. And they're all sick. COVID, COVID, COVID. Some of them aren't telling anybody because they're afraid, well, nobody will buy nothing from me if they know I have COVID. That kind of shit is the shit I heard. I'm like, just tell them you have COVID, your stuff's in boxes and you're not going to touch it until after you're good. Like, let them know you're not going to be sending them tainted with COVID jewelry. Like, well, I don't know. So everybody's getting sick and I'm seeing people start dying. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, God, they should not have done this. And I'm, and we're all thinking it. I'm like, why didn't they offer a virtual option? Because they always, like, I think the last few years they had a virtual option. Right. Um, you know, they, I don't know. It's like, you have to come or you can't get access to this convention jewelry. There's no refunds given, you know, the tickets are like $300 and there's no refunds given nothing's it's all these things are starting to happen in a whirlwind at one time. And I'm like, well, then Joy Gottschalk, who is on my former downline also is, um, very, very just a sweet lady who was a customer, a friend, me and my husband had never met her before, but loved her already. Like we'd always go on her live videos and see her. She's like, Hey everyone, say hello to Andrew and Will. We just <laughs> love them. Joy went to convention and we find out she's in the hospital with COVID and she had co um, comorbidities and things that we, you know, would make it worse. You know, some people with diabetes or other things uh, struggle more with COVID than the average person, you know, weakened immune systems, immunocompromised, whatever. Then she's in the hospital and she dies. And she was one that I knew personally and love her. Like, I truly love that lady. Like I'd invited her and her husband, Don, to come stay down here at the beach with us at, at our house in Navarre, Florida. Like we had just talked about that. Once y'all get back from convention, y'all come visit as soon as you can, you know, it'll be so much fun. And then she died. When she died, that's kind of what pushed me over the edge of, because I hadn't come out. I always, I thought when I was in it, the company was full of bullshit with all these rules and these unfair practices and these unscrupulous practices. And the, I saw, I started seeing the gaslighting and things that they did while I was on my way out. Kind of like Jerry, like I'm like, I'd been saying for a while, this is fucked up. This is this, you know, it could be whatever, but I'm like, this seems this doesn't seem right. You start getting that feeling about a lot of things in the company. Right. You're like, why, why, why is this? Like, why would any company that's so wonderful do this? Like, and it's there were so many things like that swirling in my head. You know how ADHD brain works like rabbit trail. Like, why this and that and that? Yeah. Well, but when Joy died, I'd been telling Jerry, I'm like, I want to come out against this company. I really do, because I'm starting to get really pissed off about all of these injustices that are happening and things that could have been prevented, like these people's deaths. But I'm afraid my customer base will all turn against me because that's where I got my customer base, you know. But then I realized a lot of these people feel the same way. And a lot of these people were my friends and contacts before this company. So maybe... I'll be safe. You know, I, I, there's all these worries you have. Like, this is our livelihood. Royal Emporium is our livelihood. So I was terrified to come out and take a public stance against them. And Jerry told me, honey, just I'll trust whatever your judgment is. Just whenever you're ready. If you're not ready, just be quiet. Don't say anything. But if you are, you know, we're here. And so when Joy died is when I was like done. And I typed up a really big, long, verbose, and that's Manifesto. 
of my grievances. So, and I said, I can't morally stand behind this company anymore. Yeah. And, and that post went circling around the anti-MLM community, which was how I heard about you. And that was when I reached out. Oh, it had. I See, I didn't even realize. I knew a lot of people had seen it and shared it. I didn't know that's how you found me. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's cool. That's really cool. I thought I made it as well worded as I could. I was just like, I feel like I, if I, well, you, it's what I wrote in the, in the post. I felt my silence was complicity because there are a lot of people that were brought into this by me indirectly or directly and that associate me with it. And I have a big following from that. And I wanted to, I felt like my silence was complicity, you know, and it was, and I don't regret it to this day. I still stand by what I said and everything I've said since. Yeah. And you honestly, I feel like you did such a good job with that post too. Like, like, I know that you are not super familiar with like how big the anti-MLM world is, but like, we were all like, yes, thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. Like, See, I wish that you knew. I wish I didn't even realize you didn't know. No. no um, yeah. Are you are you on Instagram? Yeah, but I don't really use it. Like I'll post like once every three months or something. You can find me if you want. Yeah. Um, well, I think that the anti-MLM community is like the most powerful on Instagram. So that's probably why, because we really oh. talked about it a lot over there. Yeah, I'm Andrew T2043. That's my personal one on Instagram. And then we have um, another one that was my husband's that's like become our business one, but I don't see the link for it. But yeah, that's fine. I had no idea that anybody had seen it or thought, oh, that's wonderful or anything like that. I just was like, this is on my chest. I have to get this out. I, I don't feel good about myself without having like my morals without saying, hey, this is fucked up and y'all need to listen and open your eyes. And I didn't know anybody I didn't even know there was a movement, honestly, like for anti-MLM. I knew we were starting to create a movement against the company, and which made me very nervous. But I had no idea there have been so many people. I didn't know that Lula Rowe had went through this, that, you know, that this has been happening. So they kind of paved the way because if when we this was the perfect storm. All those things I was naming off when I'm, you know, saw this happen to Jerry. Tracy's talking about the convention. I start talking and then I lose somebody that I loved in that from the convention. And then um, all these things start swirling. Well, then Lula Rich drops on Amazon Prime right around the same time. And this was, I remember we were on a trip for our friend Gloria's birthday. And we, we all sat and watched Lula Rich together. We binge watched the whole series. And, and we're all sitting around going... I'll be damned. <laughs> this is straight up. This is paparazzi. They're doing the same shit. What the, f like, I am, I was so like taken aback when I saw it. I'm like, you could literally swap out Lula, Lula and put Papa and just make it Papa poor and change. You know what I mean? This documentary. Poor. <laughs> Yeah, you can make it not Lula Rich, but Papa Poor. You could switch it around. And it, almost every complaint these people in the documentary had, you had the same ones in paparazzi. And you start realizing this shit is literally, this is all the same. And they all come from Utah. Mm -hmm. They're all well, the capital the, of the world. I'm telling you, and they're culty. It, it, they have so many things in relation that you can correlate with the bike model of, you know, information control and cult things. And if you think about it, 
the Mormons run this stuff. Yeah. Like in Utah, everybody's Mormon. They run this stuff. Well, the the Mormon church, I was um, watching a documentary last night about how it was created. And it, to me, comes off very culty, but not to knock anybody's religion, but it comes off very culty. So it almost makes sense that these Mormon people would build companies the same way they build churches. Yeah. And that's very interesting to me. And that's what it looks like they're definitely doing there because they, they, mind fuck you so hard i'm sorry for my language i just didn't know what else to say like because that's really it doesn't feel like oh you just you know slightly misled me i feel like i've been mind fucked girl yeah all these people like from my team and then other elites i became friends with there are a lot of them like i'm like i don't know how they hadn't deleted me off facebook yet because unless they're true because like me i'm not going to delete them the ones that i was truly friends with that have you know spent time with me because i'm against their company like, if they want to delete me, I understand. I'm trying to take down your paparazzi, but I, I don't do that. Um, where was I going with that train of thought? I'm so ADD. <laughs> um, so this is kind of a little off topic, but I'm just so curious. How many people have come forward to you and told you that since you started speaking out or like, you know, do you get a lot of messages from people saying like that they left because of you? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been tons. I mean, tons, not even just in my former downline, but lots and lots of those. I I can say I've heard from probably 50 or 60 of my former downline. That's amazing. Um, But that's just my former downline. Then other downlines, they've wrote into either me or, you know, whoever they heard or cracked the crown, Jerry, Tracy, like they're the group that Tracy started on Facebook is now at 2.5 or 2.4 2.5 thousand people in it already and those are confirmed cancellations because we do check like all the admins we do check their consultant ids and make sure they're not active just because there's been a bunch of nastiness with people running back and forth and Mm -hmm. screenshotting and all that and we're like no prove you're actually out and you're here for the right reasons and then we'll let you in that's the ones that we've confirmed are canceled or they either canceled themselves or they got canceled by the company for some trivial reason so it's, the movement is working like um one of the high-ranking elites that's an impressionista literally made a post and she was a friend of mine and I'm like girl this does not look good like I don't know it ain't a good look she's like I don't care that I lost $164,000 in November I will rebuild you lost more than some people will ever have in a month like realize that that does not look cool and oh, you don't care about the money. And then you're over here posting all your Louis Vuittons and encouraging people that they can be like you one day. And th- that's the problem I have with this. They cannot be like you one day. You've got to, these people, they need to hear this and understand the market. When I started, sure, they could be like you. I, you know, if I would, had stayed in it, I probably would have been beyond Jet Setter now. Like we could have been you, but I didn't want to be now that I know what I know. And getting these people to think they can, they're going to make it. There will be no more jet setters, Lux jet setters, iconic impressionistas, the top and, and uh, all that. They're the top 0.01%. The company is too saturated. Its reputation is too tarnished. Even before its reputation was tarnished, it was too saturated. You know the science, right, of MLMs. Like once you get to 13 levels deep or something to be able to push somebody that started that late up to the top, you would exceed the population of the world to, you know what I'm saying? They say right. when you got 13 levels deep, like it's not sustainable as the point and it's already reached maximum capacity. Right. Like, 
It's just not happening. And it's wrong to encourage people that they can't because there's just no way. Erica Cole has a team of like 65,000 people under her. You know, that's how many people it takes to make one person get all that money and be that successful. That's crazy. 65,000 people, many of which are now in debt. And, and, um, and, and many of people who were just holding on going, I'm going to get there one day, Lord willing. I'm going to pray, pray my way. Prosperity gospel, all of that crap. It's like praying your way is not going to make you go to the top of an MLM that's already saturated that you can never possibly recruit enough people. And now that the reputation's tarnished so heavily and we find out there's cadmium and 80% cadmium in one of these rings and arsenic and all of these heavy metals and chemicals nobody's gonna buy that shit and you're never gonna reach the top of that yeah let's talk about that so um what kind of like got you guys to the point where you were like all right let's test some of this jewelry well we read um one of the first things i when i started researching and looking into things we came across um I don't know who came across it. Tracy probably did. Somebody shared it to me of Lead Safe Mama, mm. um, which is, what is her actual name? Tamara Rubin. Yeah, Tamara Rubin. We came across her and she had posted a few years ago where she had tested it because, you know, her thing's not really anything to do with anti-MLM. It's a lot more to do with consumer product safety, like having, checking things that kids are going to be touching for lead and that kind of thing so she had tested the paparazzi jewelry years ago Tamara Rubin who's like we said lead safe mama her alias her online alias and so that got us curious about it and then I remember I had been live and wearing necklaces before some I would wear them just you know we'd wear them when we're live so somebody might say oh oh can I get one of those well I I remember my neck would be itching and I'm like allergic as shit to things like the ryegrass next door plugs up my nose and some metals itch me like since I got my ears pierced which they weren't pierced when I was in paparazzi I've struggled so much with just this one on the left always getting inflamed if I didn't put you know a stainless steel or are you still there yep oh sorry your your picture froze and I'm like oh crap the internet went out um so and then Caroline Tracy's daughter is allergic to nickel, has a nickel allergy. And she had, they had started doing paparazzi because initially some of the earrings, they weren't bothering her. But since she's found several pieces that have broken her body out, like be it a bracelet or an earring or, so we were just kind of curious. And that, when we heard stories from people too. Now I knew I had worn some of the rings and my finger would be green as a damn grass when I take it off. And I thought, when we're trained to tell people, oh, that's just the pH of your body. It's whatever acidity is in your body. It interacts oh. with the metal and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh my God. The gaslighting, the metal yes. gaslighting. Yes. They would tell people, tell us to tell people, it's just your body's pH. That's why. And so, and then You're Tracy just dirty. Was Go hers- take a shower. <laughs> yes. I've heard that before. And, like, if you're itchy, like. If you're itchy from a jewelry, I've heard people say like, oh, just go take a shower. You, you just have like dirt on your neck or something. You know what it, what it is. You need to take a shower because there's microscopic particles of antimony and arsenic on your skin. So it's probably irritating you a little bit. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> and so Tracy's daughter, Tracy had had a, um, her daughter had a nickel allergy and then she had had a necklace named after her, one of their $25 luxury Z pieces. And Tracy's always like, tell me why I can't wear my own damn necklace without my neck turning green and splotchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were curious because of all, of, all, it's just kind of, we'd always, we started talking about how we've always constantly been told nickel and lead free. That's your selling point. Tell people nickel and lead free. It's not just costume jewelry. It's nickel and lead free. It's drilled into your head as a consultant, as if it was the number one selling point. Right. And we started questioning because, you know, that's why we don't fit in in the paparazzi culture, because we question things we do not we've learned because I used to not question anything and I'm like oh this is so wonderful we're making all this money and blah 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 and I'm just gonna live this really ignorant so <laughs> we 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 didn't question then and now or we didn't we weren't allowed to question right put it that way we weren't allowed to question we were just because that's negative silent because we knew we've seen people question Oh yeah, you're the internet on one of us is going oh, out kind of because it's I freezing still, and I can still hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, I can I can hear you, but you're kind of breaking up and choppy. I'm not trying to interrupt you. I I can't tell you're talking until you, it starts going. Uh, 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 uh. Sorry about okay. that. Hopefully that part came out okay. But um, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Well, it was just, we start questioning things that we'd always kind of questioned oh, yeah. that, you know, we, we had always blindly just, we were taught, taught to blindly trust like a flock of sheep and I've never been much of a sheep. And so that's why I had, you know, big problems in paparazzi because I was always questioning things like that doesn't make sense. Or So all of us had been questioning things like, I bet you this jewelry ain't even nickel and lead free. Let's test it. Let's find out. And so um, we had, you know, gathered up. We went through a whole long conversation with each other and figuring out which pieces to test. And we thought it's very expensive to test this jewelry because we knew for it to be taken seriously, it'd have to be sent to a real accredited lab. And so we picked out 10 pieces and it costs like over a thousand dollars just to test those 10 pieces. Wow. So we were kind of thinking, you know, we'll test 10 and see. But, and, and we were going to turn the results over to the public regardless. If we were wrong and they came out truly lead and nickel free and free of any harmful chemical, we were going to um, release that. And we'd just say, well, we were wrong about that. Sorry, y'all, but the truth's the truth. Well, when we get the results back, we were not wrong, like at all. Like nine out of the 10 pieces tested above the levels you know, set forth by the green guide. And they're over here gaslighting people, telling them that the results are fake. We've heard they're fake, that we forged them. We've heard that, oh, those are just trace amounts. That's, that's really trace amounts. They're not scientists. They don't know. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, 821,000 parts per million is 80% fucking cadmium. There ain't no way around that. Is that a trace amount when the ring's mostly made of cadmium, a heavy metal that's carcinogenic? Hmm. That doesn't sound like a trace amount to me. I mean, it doesn't to me either. And there and were imagine, levels of sorry, like just imagine like kids putting like that, like their 
parents' fingers in their mouths or whatever, or like kids playing with their parents' jewelry. Like it's $5 jewelry. You think that they don't let their kids play with it? Like. Exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to, I've got the results here. I was going to pull them up on my phone. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. And you know what else is crazy? Around the time this all started, when people, so people started doing this. It started like Heather Deal did, uh, did it on her live. We did it on, um, they did it on Tea Time, where they were testing the stuff with swabs, with nickel swabs and lead test swabs. And so let's say if mama said those aren't accurate as, you know, like her XRF gun or whatever, but um, everything was popping positive, like turning purple for lead on those tests then. And so when we start doing that, get this, around that time when everybody starts testing their jewelry live with these swabs, paparazzi suddenly, before, right before we got our actual results, they take it down off their website. Nickel and Lead Free is no longer on their website as of December 21st. Very interesting, isn't it? And yeah. then you know what else is very interesting? Their Starlet Shimmer children's line that's marketed to the kids. They're in a single piece on their website right now for the consultants to buy. Normally it's there every day. At least some of it's available. There's not a single piece under that category. So that tells me they probably have way more of this shit in, that, in the kids line that will get put in, in their mouths. Because, you know, adults know we don't chew on our jewelry. Right. But kids. Why do you think all the kids' jewelry is suddenly gone and it's been there for the last 10 years? Yikes. Hmm. I smell something fishy. Sounds like a lawsuit to me. Yeah, and we're probably all getting sued by paparazzi, I'm sure. I'm just waiting on the paperwork. But, you know, you can't squeeze blood from a turnip and uh, bring it on. You guys aren't saying you aren't making anything up. You're all talking about your real experiences. You're telling the truth. You have these studies from a lab. You've you've literally invited people to do the same testing. And on the test results, um, you guys had the lab put the names of each piece. So that way, if somebody wanted to take the same piece, they could test the same exact piece to see what the results were. I mean, that's yeah. fantastic. That's very good, like, mm -hmm. scientific, uh, like, yeah. ethics. I don't know. Hopefully everyone understands what I'm trying to say. And, and a, a thing that we're hearing a lot of, like, they're like, oh, lead, 70.2 uh, 70 milligrams per kilogram. Oh, that's a small amount. It's And, oh, that could just be a trace amount. And I'm like, well, first of all, You've been saying nickel and lead free for all this time. And to say, oh, well, it's just a chase amount so we can say free legally. Do you want to be behind a company that does something that just because they can get away with it legally? That, that lead number may not be a lot, but what they're not, the real concern is cadmium. This ring paparazzi money on my mind, it doesn't have hard, it has a negligible amount of antimony and arsenic and a, a pretty, an over the limit yet smaller amount of lead, but it has 799,000 parts per million cadmium, which is a carcinogenic heavy metal. That seven, and I want to say this to people that don't understand parts per million. Think about this. If you had $799,000, how much percent of a million dollars do you have? You have 79 almost 80% of a million dollars. This ring is 799,000 parts 
per million cadmium. That means it's basically 80% cadmium. Do you want your mom or your kid wearing something that's 80% cadmium? Yeah. And so here's I'm, another one. Paparazzi. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just, you read that. And then I have the symptoms of heavy metal poisoning that I want to read out. You do? Yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't personally have them. No, I just have them on a list. <laughs> oh, I'm so dumb. I swear sometimes. <laughs> Oh my the gosh. video was kind of choppy and it sounded like you said I have symptoms of heavy metal poisoning and I was like what you do no no, no, no. I have I have the symptoms here that I can read out for everyone um <laughs> so and this is just general heavy metal poisoning this isn't like the specific kinds of metals like you can get it narrowed down but just like in general uh Dr. Google says that the symptoms are abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, um, dehydration, heart abnormalities, and nervous symptom, nervous system symptoms, such as numbness, tingling of hands and feet, weakness. That I actually oh, didn't have. Maybe I, I have should get symptoms. myself checked. I have symptoms, I have symptoms of tingling hands and feet myself. Some of those, gosh. You know, a lot of those symptoms, um, like you can get, uh, what is that thing Jerry has? Got some stomach problem. Like there's all kinds of things you can get from heavy metal exposure. And we've even had people coming back saying they have lead in their blood work and stuff. Like there are people in a part of, there are thousands in this movement now that are going and getting their blood tested and their urine tested because what people are failing to realize, they're, they're getting hung up on the fact that, oh, it's fine in trace amounts, and it very well may be in trace amounts. For one thing, this is not a cadmium trace amount. For two, you've got to realize if it was ending up in an end user's hand being worn as an accessory, maybe that wouldn't be as bad. I don't know. I'm not a chemist or a, bio a scientist in that regard. You know, I focus on cardiopulmonary pathophysiology and stuff in my field. I don't know. But the problem is, it's not ending up in an end user's hands. It's ending up in the hands primarily of all these consultants. These consultants are handling and touching this shit all day, but to the tune of hundreds of thousands of pieces, they're putting their hands all in. When I used to do that, my hands would break out in welts that itched when I would handle all that jewelry all day. Oh I, I thought I was allergic to something I was using or something, but it was back then when I was holding all the jewelry, my hands would break out in itchy welts. So, I mean, I don't know. That doesn't sound very hypoallergenic or safe to me. And now they even make a point of saying on their website, this is not hypoallergenic. <laughs> and they used to say it is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I say call this day to day. Have you guys figured out like how to dispose of the jewelry and like what you can do if you need to get your home tested? Like how do people like start with all that process of like making sure that they're safe and their homes are safe and like dispose of, disposing of this stuff? I didn't hear all of that because it was chopping up again but i think i got the gist of the question so since you're recording it's probably got you so i'll go ahead and answer um there are companies you can google and look up and find out you know um have them come out and test your actual home the air quality and in, in the rooms that you had this jewelry in um you can do that like 
But as far as if you already know you want to get rid of it, I would contact the EPA and ask them on next steps of disposal of things like that if you're wanting to get rid of it. Because um, like I told my mom to get rid of it because it made me really scared that my mother, I know, wears these, has so much of this jewelry from when I was in it and, you know, has worn these rings and stuff. And I'm like, I told her when I got the first results, I was like, just don't wear any of it right now. But in particular, stay the hell away from those rings because they are freaking loaded with it. Um, and so I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought, but basically I told mom, get rid of that. You can have the, call the EPA though. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Um, because heavy metals and things like that, they don't need to be just thrown in a landfill to end up or in groundwater or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would ask like the environmental protection agency, like what would be a good way to dispose of something like that if you're wanting to dispose it. But I would definitely encourage people to get tested, you know, from their doctor. They should be tested for heavy metals, you know, every few years, I would think anyway, just in case you never know, somebody in your house might be trying to poison you and you'll find out that way. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've, I've watched too much forensic files. <laughs> um yeah so i can't i can't imagine the like mental health of the consultants right now like finding out that all of their jewelry is potentially poisonous and that this business that they've invested all this money in has lied to them yeah um I think it's causing a lot of waves. I mean, we've made a lot of waves in the company right now. They are squirming left and right, putting out like, you know, paparazzi released this statement. You probably read it by now, right? I think I've seen it. Yeah, that they released to their consultants. So they're scrambling to try to cover it up. Um, and there, I've heard hints of, you know, there's a big lawsuit coming and we're being quiet for a reason and blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure paparazzi's coming to sue us all. Um, but whatever, like I said, bring it on. You know, you can't argue against facts and um, facts and free speech and you win every time. As long as you're not saying something that's not true, bring it. Exactly. Um, but I've seen consultants, you know, they're squirming, saying some of them have just saw the writing on the wall and have went ahead and got out. Like the, those test results alone were enough to get a lot of them out of it and to see through the bullshit because they were like, oh, wait, so you've been lying about this all this time. I already like I've heard people say I was already fed up with this company and all their bullshit. And now we find this out. So, you know, they're like, screw this. And they're just they're out. Some of them are struggling because they have so much inventory, so much debt. And they're like, well, Oh, and I've sold this to so many customers. Some of them are just standing behind the product. You know, everybody's at different stages right now, but I think the more testing that's done and the more results that come out, you'll see, I mean, you it'll be very hard to ignore replicatable science. When we, you know, Tracy, I, I think she said she's teaming up with Tamara Rubin, Let's Safe Mama to, uh, you know, I guess they're joining forces to, you know, further the cause and uh she's testing more and more items all the time i just saw a new post up on her website and she's tested like another five or six pieces and they're all antimony arsenic concerning levels of mercury that's a new one that i just heard i never even thought about mercury yeah. i mean so i think the more that these results are replicated like we and see we're being painted i think because of the dramatic nature of 
tea time and you know Jerry and Tracy and you know they I don't know how to say this I'm like how do I say this they know that drama brings in viewership Mm -hmm. and so don't think for a second that they aren't very intelligent women um some of that is a show I think to get people the facts they know if we make a big shit storm and get everybody watching it then once we're in they're watching we'll insert uh here's the test results we'll put the facts that need to get out there but sometimes you have to cake it in a shit storm <laughs> so that enough people see it right if we just think about it nobody would watch tea time if it was just very well here we are today we're discussing the lead and nickel results and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. like this is going to be a very in- informational tea time but if you have girl listen to this shit law you know it's gonna pull in more people so they're smart they know how to get attention on them to then spread the facts and i don't think the more like people are seeing that and they're going well that was a lie so i think this will continue like i said to be replicated over and over we're we're not liars and we're not just bitter are some of us have bitter feelings sure but i wouldn't go this far and put myself on the chopping block and the risk or they, they wouldn't put themselves on the chopping block with the risk if they didn't believe in what they're saying. Like we have quantifiable science right here in front of you. And we told people exactly which pieces, because we know that if they go have them tested, they, those exact pieces, they will have the same results. Yep. I mean, that'll probably be one of the things Lead Safe Mama does if I had to guess. She'll probably take the same pieces we tested at the lab and XRF gun them or whatever. Our, I forgot the acronym there, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be duplicated over and over. And I mean, how long can you really keep your head in the sand and ignore quantifiable science that can be proven over and over again? Absolutely. I mean, they're going down. It is what it is. Yeah. And all, all right. companies like that should. Yeah. All right. So do you have anything that you want to add before I ask you my final question? Hmm. I feel like I've talked so much. I'm used to being in Clubhouse where I I mostly am quiet and let other people talk. And it's weird when I'm the one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gosh, there's so much I want to say. It's a matter of what I can say. Well, I definitely think you're definitely welcome back. Like whenever you are all legal free, we can have another chat for sure. Because I think that there is a lot more mental health stuff to your story with the legal stuff that you can't talk about. Um, That's something that I I did want to add and I'll probably want to touch on more later since you asked me if I want to say anything else. Because you're a counselor, right? Like. Uh, like an actual licensed professional and um so when we were talking before we started recording I thought about like the mental aspect the mental health aspect of all of this it really does mess with your train with your with your mental health like when all of this happened I remember a time where like I laid down in the grass out in my front yard at like 2 a.m I was drunk off my ass I don't drink anymore me and my husband both quit drinking like five months ago because it never ends up well for us so we just decided against drinking anymore but at the time this was before I even met my husband though I felt it's it's more than just a business you feel like it's a family and a community like I have so many people in paparazzi I truly do care about and this presents a really a conflict 
of your morality and a crisis inside you knowing that we are trying to go for the greater good here of everyone then like if you ever watch star trek you know mr spock said the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few mm -hmm. and i love so many people that are in this company and i hate to think and and you know just because of who we were in the company all of you know i'm friends with tons and tons of people but i actually have relationships with some of these very high-ranking top consultants like i did they were my friends i still love and care about them but i'm conflicted because i can't not try to correct an injustice when i see it like my morals struggle with that a lot i'm like this the whole business model is fucked. people are going into debt to make you rich so I hope you saved up because this needs to end and I'm going to be a part of ending it. it this needs to be illegal because this is all manipulation. The whole company business structure, bless you, is based off of gaslighting, manipulation, getting people to spend beyond their means all to benefit those at the top. And that's really what they push. And so I feel a, a, a constant crisis feeling like, oh, um, I feel like I'm hurting somebody I love, but I'm trying to protect everyone. You know, we all feel that way. It's so hard because when you're in the MLM, when you're in the cult, when you're immersed in people around you, the tunnel vision of this is okay, we're helping people, this is a great thing. Uh, in this case, you're giving people affordable, fun jewelry. Like, that's mm -hmm. great. Um and it's a great way to like be excited about something and to be proud of like what you're doing. But then when you have like the anti-MLM community uh, who's coming in and we're saying, hey, no, this isn't okay. And we're trying to like make cracks in the brainwashing. It's, it's right. really hard because they're told to not listen to us they're told that we're just haters and we're bitter and that we just haters negative that's the big thing toxic positivity yeah they're just negative and i'm like oh so facts are negative yeah Got it. exactly like what i was saying i totally rabbit trailed on that what i was saying a second ago but the as far as mental health when i signed over signed off of the paparazzi account i felt like it was a death that's where on the mental health like to me i was when i said i was it was like 2 a.m i'm drinking upset i laid down in the grass and cried because outside of my front yard because i felt like i'm now on the outside of what i thought was my community and my family and everybody that i've become so close with and i gave it up because of the legal situations i'm talking about like i signed the paperwork under extreme pressure and duress from someone that I'm you know I can't say a whole lot about that but I cried and I, I literally felt suicidal at that time like I felt and I called my mother and I told her you know this was all happening at the same time like a bunch was going on like I, I'm sorry I'm jumping over what I can say and what I can't but I called my mom and I said can you come down here and just can you come down here because I truly at this moment don't trust my, what i might do because i feel so i feel hopeless i feel like my whole world's been taken away from me i no longer have the business that i built and worked so hard to grow i no longer have um the people that i was so close to i feel like i don't have them even though maybe i still do i feel i just felt so mentally screwed and lost and broken 
and it put me into a very dark place and thank god i have my mom and she and my brother like my brother came down and ended up he had been this was when covid was first happening he had come home from china because he taught english over there and he had to come home because of covid he ended up staying with me thank god and my mom stayed for like two weeks it really does fuck your brain up big time because to have shot to the top of this company and develop so many relationships and friends and money's flowing you think i've made it life is finally good and then it's ripped out from under you and you feel like now you're and that was just that's to show you even at the top you can fall and hurt so hard and so bad i didn't have a whole bunch of debt thing well can't really talk about some of that i did i have stuff i'm even dealing with from that but like i didn't have a bunch of the same problems that other people had but i can only imagine piling a huger mountain of debt on me and then going oh by the way now you have no way to make any more and now you're out and now all your friends are being told not to talk to you because you're a negative and you're you know whatever you're a liar you're if you speak against the company then you are just trash basically and so that really does take a very sick toll on your mental health and that's something that really needs to be explored about this because it and talked about because there are so many people who have felt things like this and they have hurt and they deserve to be hurt and they deserve to be recovered and move on and that was originally the point of the group that was originally because the group isn't called Crack the Crown. It's called Recovering Paparazzi Consultants if you're out of paparazzi and happy about it. Like that was what she named it when she started because she realized that this was like going through the MLM experience. I'm going to just take it outside of paparazzi because let's face it, from what I've figured out now, they're all the same. They are. Um, it may, there may be a different comp plan or less inventory loading here or there, but they're all, there's pressure. They're all the same about pressuring people and the cult mentality and all that. And so it's just so many, I can't even imagine how many people have been put into a place where their mental health is just trashed because of going through this. It's, it's a, it's almost like a freaking pandemic of of this. These companies are a cancer. Yeah, that's what I want to say. They're a cancer. They eat you alive. It's so true. And honestly, like we live in such um, a precarious economy right now to have these cancer companies just like sucking any money that we have left. It's not helping this economic crisis that we have. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy to think like, I wonder where we would all be as a society if MLMs just didn't exist. What you just said, that just hit on something so big to me, because I remember, oh, you got that, uh, you got that check from the government let's best time to sign up for uh for paparazzi or for for any mlm i heard so many things about use that stimulus check and start your own business you know the government and here's the crisis we're in now so i was an online boutique owner when online boutique owning wasn't cool like i was like i was country when country wasn't cool you know whatever i was i was a boutique owner before everybody was a boutique owner so here's what's happening now 
this is the the crisis. This is why we have a labor. I almost think you could blame MLMs probably probably primarily for the labor shortage and nobody being able to get workers. Because here's the thing, everybody got sucked into these MLMs and realizing they might could make money working from home when they were, when the pandemic happened, they got used to being able to at least survive. Some of them, some of them just went in debt, but some of them learned to, that they could survive on selling stuff from home with this company and they built that commission check. So now they think I've got used to working from home. I don't really want to go back to that nine to five type shit or like for me at the time I was like, eh, I, I love being a therapist, but I, now I've met somebody I actually love and I'm married to and I'm with every day. I don't want to go be gone 12 hours a day or be gone, you know, six hours away to go work in the hospital. So I just kept and built our business, you know, but other people, they're all wanting to replicate what I've done and what other people successful in their own businesses have done. And they're like, I want to stay home and have a boutique too. So now everybody wants to have their own online boutique because they've got that in their head from the pandemic, from all these MLMs, but they get out of the MLMs, but still want to work from home. So now everybody is like, oh, I'll just make my own boutique. Well, then there's going to be an over to boutiques and nobody's going to make enough money in online boutiques to survive either. Like I'm just seeing this happening in increments, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I definitely saw a lot of boutiques popping up and a lot of, especially paparazzi consultants have their Them own in particular. I mean, they're almost singularly to blame because a lot of other MLMs don't encourage inventory loading and being your own store. They say, order off my website. I don't carry any inventory here. Bellamy people, like, um, they don't get inventory to sell on hand. They they have it and they show it and they say, go to my website and buy it if you want to buy it. Right, so, yeah. LuLaRoe LuLaRoe. Yeah. Because yeah. LuLaRoe like, did the same thing, inventory loading. Yeah, because so all you have to do is go buy some other stuff and then right. you just sell the rest of your inventory with your new products. Right. So that's a whole nother situation that's happened. You, I think you can almost blame MLMs <laughs> really for the reason that so many people aren't going back to work. That and the stimulus checks, like they've got used to getting money handed to them. But I think for a lot of people, it's like, I didn't never go back to work. This was before the pandemic when I started, but I, I didn't go back because I'm like, why would I want to go back when I can be here with my dogs and my husband and, and work from home, you know? No, I totally feel you too. I uh, used to do in-person therapy and now I'm like uh, probably 85% online now. When I can be home with my dog and my cat and do therapy with people, like that's awesome. Oh, you might could be my therapist. Me and my <laughs> husband, me you and have my to live in the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> I have to for you to do therapy for us? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think therapy is good and it's healthy. Even if you don't have a big, massive problem you're dealing with at the time, it's good to just vent and get it out. I mean, you're good at that. I feel like that's why I've just opened right up to you because you're very good <laughs> naturally at what you do. Well, thank you so much. All right. So you're definitely welcome back. So when you're like ready to tell your the rest of your story and fill in the gaps for us, I know that people are going to wait for you. Um, uh, there's a whole lot. I mean, girl, a lot. And I can't wait to tell it. Yeah. Um, so my uh, end of podcast question is, um, you know how in MLMs they tell you to have a why that makes you cry? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So uh, what's I your didn't realize eight? that was others too, just paparazzi. So it's everyone that does that. They do the why thing. 
Yeah. Because we will do our wine. Yeah, continue. Yeah. So what is your anti-MLM why? It doesn't have to make you cry, but just, you know, what makes you passionate about wanting to stop people from joining paparazzi and or other MLMs in general? And that is a very excellent question. Um my why originally I'm gonna because I'll be completely forthright and honest. Originally, my why was for this was you know seeing how screwed over I got and seeing and then the convention you know seeing that kind of stuff it's all of and seeing all the corruption in the company when I was in it the things I questioned that you know a lot of people like you're not supposed to question that be quiet so all that bullshit was originally my reason it was more personal now it's evolved like now my wife that was getting into this staying in this yeah is because I've realized that this is like a massive disease on our country. This is a war and we need to win it because I've seen now this platform with Tracy and Jerry and, and discovering all of you like this anti-MLM community. I had no idea it was a community. Like there was a bunch of people doing this, no idea. And so hearing the stories from people and how they're, they they're in debt they're you know they've been sold a bag of goods that are worthless basically you know like hearing when I've heard so many and then hearing from my former downline she's this one just yesterday there have been like 60 (laughs) just yesterday she's in so much debt I mean all of that is my wine now because this is this is so far beyond, hey girl, I have an opportunity for you to work from home. This has gone so far beyond that. There are thousands upon thousands, you know, of people that have hurt. Like the paparazzi huns are telling people, oh, they're just trash. They're out here. They're ruining lives. They're taking food off people's tables. And I'm like, honey, if, if that's how you want to look at it, because realistically, if you were doing something scrupulous, that food wouldn't have been on them tables in, from this in the first place. This is on this food is on your table because of the losses of thousands of other people. There may be some that are okay. They're like you. They're moving on up, moving on up, but not everybody can. And it's not truly a thing. They don't realize it's about so, like being successful in something like this. You got to have something that makes you be followed by people you either have to be cute or you got to be have you know a good personality or a talent something that drags people to draws people to you you've got to have something like that going on or already a big following to have that leg up and that advantage and not everybody has that and telling somebody that they do and that or that they will get there you don't want to it's very dicey you don't want to shit on people and be like uh, look honey you ain't got what it takes but not everybody has what it takes and it and what it takes is one of those things or just a, a heart that doesn't give a shit about hurting anybody else and you're going to claw your way to the top regardless and that's not the person i want to be and i feel like i did that like do you know how many people it takes to make a team of jet setter like a lot and how many of those that I know personally that are in debt that are suffering because of it, that makes me feel immensely guilty when I actually sit and think about that. And so my why now is to undo my part of contrib- contributing to this. Yeah. Well said. I think that's the best answer. 
sorry, I'm so verbose and I always will be. I don't apologize for it really, but I keep saying I'm sorry. I just, blah, 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 blah. but yeah, at the end of the day, that's, I think my why now for this is I want to, I want to write what I consider to be a wrong. Absolutely. That's part of why I wanted to do this podcast. Cause I was like, I spent 10 years in network marketing and I will spend 10 plus years trying to undo all of the things I told people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, if it sounds too good to be true, people listening to this, it is not, it usually is. It, it is. If it sounds too good to be true that you could come into something and suddenly make just, I want you to hear this like, and this is not you, this is people listening to this. If you can come into something and become a millionaire in two or three years, that sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? That's because it is. Because if you come in to something and get rich quick like that, it's because you have clawed and stepped on every single person on the way up. And they, they gaslight and guide you so hard to make it like, you know, oh, you're going to help other people become wealthy and financial freedom and all this. But the truth is for every one person that gains any kind of real financial freedom, there's probably another 50 people or a hundred people or a thousand people that have lost money and suffered. And it's not because they're not working hard enough. Not everybody has a following or something that'll drag people to them. I've watched sweet little ladies that are so cute and entertaining, but you know, they only have 46 friends on Facebook because they they are uh they were just on there for social reasons like not everybody's has that and has took time like we knew we're younger we took time a long time ago to start building a following to do things that are entertaining we know how to do that yeah and they don't and I, and it's sad they're but yeah that's it for every high up person there are if they're high up there are guaranteed thousands that have suffered to for them to succeed that is not right. That is too good to be true. It is wrong. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a friend of mine and you can't hear that and you know me and you know my heart. This is speaking to anybody who might end up listening to this. You know me, you know my heart. You know the kind of person I am. And I, would, I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't wholeheartedly believe it. And, it, it. and it's not right. And that's my why, to undo the wrongs. Yes to make some retribution and hell, this really needs to just stop in general. This, they spring up like freaking weeds now. There was boo, who the hell heard of that? Black oxygen organics, but Savannah Marie basically took them down herself. Like, like they're selling people dirt. They're literally selling people dirt. Like what the, f <laughs> I, I, unbelievable. Like what's next? Are we going to be selling organic grass that you eat the root and it takes away your crow's feet? Like what the hell? I need some of that. <laughs> I do too, girl. Mm. But yeah, um, it's just cancerous over the nation, really. It's a national problem. There's a reason, you know, these kind of companies aren't legal in Britain. Really? That's what I heard. I, let, hell, let me Google that before I, because I've heard that line regurgitated over and over. Let me make sure I'm not speaking misinformation. Are MLMs legal in Europe? In Switzerland and Germany, MLMs are legal if they don't have to rely on recruiting people as the main form of income. 
which paparazzi does, by the way, because if you look at their income disclosure statement, those dollar amounts are purely commission-based. They are not whatsoever on sales because the company does not track sales, only purchases and recruiting. So, yeah. so, um, so, so this kind of MLM like we have here in, in the United States, that's illegal. Like you can have an MLM, but not like this in Germany and Switzerland. I don't know about, let's see, these network marketing schemes are not legal in India. So that's another company, our ML. So I think basically in Europe, they're like, if you wanna have an MLM, it can't be where you make your money off recruiting people pyramid scheme wise. And that's what they're doing here. And I guarantee you, it's gonna end up being shut down in the US. And that's gonna be thanks to all of you who are doing this. And you. All of us. I'm like, I'm like, hell, I guess I'm part of it. All of us. Yeah. If we are part of that. That's that's huge. I feel like this is a huge thing. This is a huge movement. And I'm happy to be a part of it because I think the country and the world will be better for it. Like if people would put as much effort into actually working at their job or a business of their own as they do in trying to get rich quick and you always end up doing something unscrupulous when you're trying to get rich quick it's just no way around it you can rationalize it in your brain any way you want but it's not it's not right and it never will be so work smarter work with your heart a little bit and think is this hurting someone else to help me then i shouldn't do that hmm the golden rules what it goes back to and what you should think about every decision you make what i want to make someone else rich at the cost of me going into debt and being brainwashed, hmm, I probably shouldn't do that to someone else then. Hmm. Right, right. All right, so um, for everyone listening, where can they like find your boutique or do you want people to find you like on your socials? Like where, what do you want to give away? <laughs> oh, well, you didn't have to do that. I appreciate it. If they want to come check out Royal Emporium, it's Royal it's like royal-emporium.com e-m-p-o-r-i-u-m there's royal-emporium that's the website we also have a mobile app by the same name just royal emporium you can search it on apple or android and the page is royal emporium on facebook you can go follow we do lives monday wednesday friday um all kinds of new clothing makeup cosmetics jewelry you name it um you guys are fun to watch i haven't like stayed on for a long time but I've like checked, I like popped in and I've been like, oh, they're fun. And then I, my ADHD kicks in and I'm like, all right, well, here we go. Well, I, mean, I didn't even watch anybody live. Even the people I like, I can't stay on very long either. I don't know how they do. Sometimes we're just standing there selling, talking because we had a bunch of boxes come in right before live time. And so we don't even get fixed up and we'll just be there showing stuff. But sometimes we do a full show where I'll like sing and, you know, we'll show stuff. And that's so it's fun. fun. Oh, and we you have guys a have a time. TikTok too. Oh, we do at Royal Emporium Inc. I think. Well, let me look at it. Yeah. My husband really manages that the TikTok. He um makes all the funny videos. Yeah, at Royal Emporium Inc. Um, he does a lot of funny videos on there. Um, yeah. I'll yeah, link all of these in the show time. notes too. Oh, and tell them they can um save fifteen percent on their first order using coupon code Danielle as a special little thank you because I didn't expect a plug out of this but oh, I appreciate yeah. it we always promote x Hun's businesses here yeah um, let me write this down to make sure I put the coupon code in it's how do you spell it d-a-n-i-e-l-l-e okay normal Danielle okay 15% yeah. off coupon code Danielle so just for listening wow. to your podcast they can save 
I've never been a coupon code before. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I actually, my husband got me into Kindle Ray and I noticed she'll always be like, oh, go to audible.com and use code Kindle. And I'm like, well, you know what? We're going to do that. We're going to give her a coupon code. Oh, so fun. Um, and then for everyone listening to, I do still have the Discord page going. It's still in its infancy. So if you want to just have a place where you can talk MLM, uh, you can find the Discord link in the show notes, especially if you're looking to get off of Facebook. I know that a lot of us are. Oh, and if, can I say one more thing? I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to say this too. Um, if anybody wants to um, contribute to the cause of jewelry um, testing or anything in, the, in our our crack the crown stuff they do sell merch and stuff or they have a donation link if you, we're doing another round of testing if anybody wants to do that look at crack the crowns page on facebook if y'all want to help get this testing more and more done because it is very expensive so they do take donations for that and they're a uh actually a registered civic organization now nice. um crack the crown is so awesome every little bit helps with all of that is there um is the paparazzi group open to only pop ex paparazzi consultants the group is you have to provide your consultant id so we can check it against you know to make sure it's not active but crack the crown is a public page and um the tea times are streamed on bluegrass bling feisty bombshells and sometimes on royal emporium but mainly just those two is where you can find the tea times and on youtube they're on youtube as well okay can you send me all of the links that we've talked about Oh yeah, for sure. Perfect. All right, everyone. I'm so excited that you listened to this episode and I hope you all have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye-bye.